dim the lights. It's the Box Office Preview Podcast. I am your host, Greg Earhart. And joining me today, my co-host, he's in a one-man movement to demand the five-hour director's cut of Hail Caesar. <laughs> it's a screen chief film critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm just excited we're getting to do this unrestrained, unfiltered true vision of our podcast tonight. The, box office the way the way it was intended to be heard. <laughs> Me too. Well, lucky for you, fans, you get that every week, as as you can see by the run times uh, that that you see. So this is this is going to be, I hope, to be a very fun episode. Again, a little bit un- uh, unconventional episode. Before we get to uh, the big movie coming out this week on HBO Max, which is Justice League Snyder Cut. Uh, just to briefly touch on last week, uh, which you didn't catch it. Last week was our was our return episode back from a fairly uh, pretty long hiatus. Uh, last week we we covered uh, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon as well as Coming to America, and uh, Ryan Last Dragon again. Ryan Last Dragon was out in th- both was out in theaters. While theaters are open, most theaters they have like a show, uh, you know, one showing or two, like one showing a night. Basically, this is not a traditional release because obviously the pandemic is still limiting how many people can be in theaters. Um, but buzz overall, that is pretty good. Um, a lot, a lot of good reaction, especially from I think both celebrities who have been very vocal about it on Twitter, as well as you know the regular, uh, the regular layman uh, who's. Sprung the thirty bucks to see it. Ken, did you see Raya uh, in the last track? You were thinking about it when we talked. I last. have, I have not yet. I haven't plopped down the uh, thirty dollars. I've, I've been honestly catching up on some other potential like Oscar contenders um, mm-hmm. in the uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, and I have not either. So obviously, we'll save our thoughts. Uh, I believe we both saw Coming to America, which was just came out on Amazon. <clears throat> I did. Uh, Ken, you must give me your quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. Uh, <laughs> is that quick enough for you? Pretty quick. Yeah, that's right. Give me, give me a one uh, emotion uh, blur. Yeah, it's just uh, I really, I don't know why they made this movie. Um, yeah, a lot that's of right. rehashing of the first one. Um, you know, a slight twist on the, you know, fish out of water, which we talked about a little bit, and yeah, uh, yeah just felt. I, did it? Did it feel like a like Eddie Murphy was almost like a um, relegated to like a supporting role yes. in a lot of the movie, or was that just yes. me? No, that's not just you. I had the same okay. note on that. I thought it was overall kind of a tepid movie, even though I thought there were a couple moments I either laughed or chuckled at. You know, pretty. But again, I thought it was not pulling punches. It just it wasn't particularly daring. As again, a fairly yeah, it felt kind of tame. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. Very tame uh, comedy. A lot of I gotta uh, say, a couple cameos that weren't probably necessary. You know, kind of cameos for cameos' sake. The thing that made me laugh probably the hardest was uh, when the woman he was supposed to be married to in the beginning of the, of the first movie. Mm-hmm. They told to hop around and bark like a dog. <laughs> right. Still doing it like right. 30, 30 years later. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like that made me laugh, but uh, mm-hmm. the last were few and far between. Yeah, yeah, and there's not a. I don't hear a lot of people talking about this movie, so it's probably one of those. Like, if it was in the theaters, I think it would have you know a pretty mild opening and probably come and go without much of a you know without much of a bang to it, not much of a multiplier, so to speak. So, uh, Ryan, the last dragon, I expect to I expect to. You know, I expect more people will try it. Maybe some will spring the thirty bucks, and whatever comes eventually, Disney Plus for free. Uh, so the buzz sounds very good. So uh, let's get to so let's get to Justice League Snyder Cut. Right, so this is a streaming only movie on HBO Max, which we as box office preview would normally avoid. However, um, we are discussing it for a couple reasons. One is I think this is a pretty momentous occasion for a couple reasons. One is release the Snyder Cut was a thing, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been articles and I think maybe even a documentary that's kind of gone into it. We, we won't rehash it here. Uh, basically, I think for those that really don't know, Zack Snyder was the original director of Justice League. He had to leave the project due to family tragedy. And Joss Whedon, most notorious of uh, recent fame of directing the, Avenger, the two Avengers movies, uh, obviously he did things before that. 
But uh, it was a big deal because obviously he brought some pedigree, blockbuster pedigree from that to this. And Justice League, uh, so it came out to about a $90 million opening, which was a little bit more than half of what Batman vs. Superman did. And although the Rotten Tomatoes score is higher than Batman vs. Superman, uh, it was more, I would say, definitely more disliked by the hardcore fan. Yeah. Uh, it also and- performed far worse at the box office. Correct. So at the opening weekend was like a little bit more than half, you know, because Batman vs Superman opened at like 166 million. Yep. Justice League came out about 90, you know, 95 million, which is not good. And the trailer was partly to blame. The trailer just didn't look that great, <laughs> you know. And I think the fact that Joss Whedon, ironically, was taking over from Snyder probably hurt it more than helped it. Um, but even though it was critically a little bit better received, 40% Rotten Tomato versus like 28%, you know, for Batman vs Superman. Uh, much more generally disliked by audience uh, audiences. Ken, talk to me about your feelings on Justice League, uh, the weeding cut, as we'll call it. Uh, well, I gotta say, I, I rewatched uh, Man of Steel, uh, Batman vs Superman, and uh, Justice League in in preparation for this pod. Good for you. Uh, so yeah, I'm nothing if not dedicated. Um, yeah, no, Justice League I thought was like marginally better than than uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, it uh, it still is. I, I I honestly gotta say I think Man of Steel is the best of the three, um, and, and Justice League feels um, it feels rushed. And, yes. and I mean it it's hard not to when the two movies that came before it are like in the two and a half hour yeah. range Perfect. and, and uh, justice league barely clocks in the two hours. Um, right. And right. there's a lot of characters that are thrown in. Uh, not all of them get fully flushed out backstories and right. it just, uh, it definitely feels like a uh, compromised piece of work. So, yeah, I, I generally agree. I agree with your thoughts on justice league and I'm coming at it from a different perspective which will tie into, which is generally my perspective on Zack Snyder, which is I thought I really enjoyed Batman versus Superman, even though I recognize it was a holy mess, <laughs> you know, of editing. It really it just, is. It was, it was a messy, it was and is a messy, messy movie, but it was, in my view, really entertaining. Like, I remember watching the theater and I left with a smile on my face, even though I was like, wow, that was a mess. <laughs> I was like, that was a mess, but that was fun. I was like, that was fun, you know? And um, and I understand if other people didn't feel similarly. Um, that was my kind of reaction coming from it. I thought Justice League was honestly a bore uh, compared with Batman versus Superman. Again, you know, I thought the big, there was a lot of differences, but the main thing to me was, even though like Jesse Eisenberg would not have been my choice for Lex Luthor, but like no. as just as a villain, like if you just forget his Lex Luthor, he's a good antagonist to Batman and Superman, right? Because yeah. a, he's human and yeah. he's trolling his mustache. And that was always that was always my favorite villain to Superman was just a normal guy, you know, whether yeah. it's Lex Luthor or other guys, because they figured out that you have power over Superman with no superpowers whatsoever, you know? And, um, and I thought they used that to pretty good effect, you know, of how Superman, even though he's Superman can't stop, you know, he still has troubles, you know, foiling for, for obviously, you know, different reasons, uh, the villains plot. But when you compare that to justice league, I mean, Steppenwolf, I mean, Steppenwolf was just, I mean, he just looked bad. Yeah. The the CGI was really bad in the, in the movie, which is a rarity. They usually nail that. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, it was just such a as a very bland, lackluster performance. Um, you know, it was like a token villain basically that they threw in because they needed to have a villain. That's how it came off as. And I thought that really harmed the movie. You know, obviously a lot of these movies really depend on a really good villain performance, you know, to make it to make it really fly. And um and this just didn't have it. And I think there's a lot of other issues again. Just in terms of, again, I I can't really think of a single action scene standout from that movie. Um, yeah, I mean the the thing that probably stood out to me was when they first resurrect Superman, and they're trying to you know mm-hmm. tame him or con- right con- contain him and control him, yeah, and subdue him and everything. And um, right. but yeah, it uh, it's very generic. 
Correct. Yeah, and I, I agree. That scene is probably the best of them all as far as the action stuff. Oh, any scene, really. Um, but, yeah, so it was coming out of that movie, just speaking for myself, and I think, obviously, for all the other people demanding a Snyder cut, we were thinking, like, that could not have been, that could not have been Zack Snyder's vision. Like, that had... Like, no. There was... Obviously, he left midway through, so they couldn't fully execute on it. But we were left wanting, like... Because we, we know one thing of Zack Snyder. Like, again, not a great director but in an in a, um, objective manner. But he's a fun director. He's for, a stylish. For certain yeah. projects. Stylish. Right. He sw- I call it, like, he, he goes for home runs, basically. Like, right. he's, he's, a, he's a home He's a 220, <laughs> you know. I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's a good analogy, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and certain projects that really works, you know, when you get to like, I, I consider like 300, the movie 300, which is his first real main feature film, kind of the, the, the ultimate uh, realization of that. Whereas yeah. I think that's a movie that really called for just swing, just, just go for the fences and just, you know, you're going to miss, you're not going for an Oscar winner. You're not even going for a movie that's particularly meaningful, but you're going for eye candy. You're going for thrills. You're going for something that's just pure entertainment. And he delivered on that, you know, yeah, for, he's, he's, he's kind of more style over substance, uh, but you know, like it's it, it's really good style when it's done right. Right, and I think, that, and that, and that can be enjoyable. And that, and that fits DC properties. It does not fit. Mar- like he would not be a good fit for Marvel. Oh no, as a Marvel director, because Marvel is much more grounded, is much more grounded properties for the most part. You know, but like DC, you're talking about gods. You're talking about superheroes as gods, and that and that's the whole. That's the the thrust of, you know, the Superman, Batman, you know, Wonder Woman, all of those. And so, when you have those your title characters, you should, you should you know, shoot for the stars. You shoot, know, yeah, and <laughs> not to swing not for to the be too punny, right? Not to be right. too punny there, but you know, it should have a grander scale. It should be you know outlandish because these are outlandish superheroes. So, um. But anyway, do you have any thoughts you wanted to add in on that? Or no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> You'll let me do the Zack Snyder talk. I, I, I do have to say, though, we're, we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut. Yes. And uh, this this cut is clocking in at uh, about four hours. So it is. I, I got was... to ask, uh-huh. if you don't make any real cuts <laughs> yeah. to what you filmed... Right. Do you get to call it a Snyder cut? Well, that well, well, Ken, I think you answered your question. It means it means the original unedited is like five hours long. You know, so that's <laughs> like, he was going to shoot like Justice League one part one, part two, and part three all at the same time without telling anybody. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, now I want to get to the four hour runtime a little bit later. Um, what do you think though about what do you think about this notion of movies coming out with? Again, this is a special circumstance because most movies don't switch directors like midstream. Right. But like, what do you think about it being an event about like the uh, releasing a second edition officially, formally, whether it's on streaming or even in the movies about the director's cut? Yeah, which let's say it has a half hour, at least a half hour more footage, you know, than than it did before. What's your what's your take on that versus the theatrical cut? I mean, as a strategy, as art, as anything? Yeah. So I mean, there's there's been a lot of movies that, and directors that have have done directors' cuts of their movies. Sure. Uh, yeah. Ridley Scott is is like famous for, for doing multiple cuts of of his movies and release. Like Blade Runner has like five versions of the movie <laughs> that you can see. Right. Uh, they're all varying lengths, and there's like the European version, the U.S. version, the theatrical version, right. the director's cut, the definitive cut, or the final cut. You know. So um, how different are those cuts? Because I've never seen. I've never I, I have that. I have the Blu-ray package that has all five versions. I've never actually sat down and gone through all of them to like really like nitpick okay. uh, differences. Um, but, but there, you can go online and and see people that'll that'll say like a certain version is the superior definitive uh, version of the movie. Well, that's uh, yeah. And that's yes. my understanding is that it's not quite like the, the uh, Blade Runner. It's not really nitpicky, but it's along those like it's not huge right. changes, you know, in terms of the movies. There's you know, di- right. here's scene there, different scene there. This I mean, is yeah, a whole. Go ahead. Yeah, because what's different here is is apparently like Whedon shot like reshot like seventy five percent of the movie. Yeah, and, and so really we only saw like in in, in that what came out like twenty five percent of what. 
uh, Snyder intended. And apparently with this this uh, Snyder cut, he's planning... He's not using anything that was reshot. It's all stuff that he, he put together. Right. There's so one. That's, that's a. That's very unique. There's one new shot. It's like a two minute scene with the Joker. That's right. That's, right. That's it does, new. It's not. Yeah. It's not uh, anything that we didn't reshot. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, we're getting we're getting at least two hours of new footage in this movie. I mean, it, it is I'd like say probably. Four. Yeah. Right. It's probably right. It's probably going to be three. Which is incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, this is again. So I said, like, this is, like, this is such a unique event, and you know, we'll see what it turns out being. But we just we've never really had this before. You know, I mean, the only other example is Superman two. You know, when we had yeah, the Donner oh, yeah. cut was Donner a big cut, thing. Yeah. yeah, and that actually had a similar story. You know, as as Donner had to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, I didn't even know this that they filmed Superman one and two back to back. I did not know that. Yeah, they did, and. Apparently, they did a lot of Superman 2 before finishing Superman 1. Oh. And anyway, Donner and uh, the producer's studio had a huge fight, and Donner yeah. you know, was exited, and they had another guy finish the, uh, the project, which led to a lot of reshoots of Superman 2. And that, is, it gets very similar. I mean, again, Snyder exited Justice League, not you know, due to family tragedy and anything else. But right. that's, that's really the most relevant example to this. Um, so... Again, we'll see if this becomes a thing. I, again, I think, like you're saying, I, I expect most directors, I mean, there have been director's cuts, and I expect most of them still going forward will not have uh, two hours of new footage. But you never know. It's like when you see when a movie comes out, it's bad. That's going to be the first thing people ask for. Well, is there a director's cut? Oh, this could well, be bad. It's supposed to be studio. There, yeah, there's, there's, been, uh, there's been calls on Twitter for uh, the Ayers cut for, uh, oh, for Suicide Squad. Squad. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I Give don't think there's any cut that could save that movie. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this one's definitely unique, not just because of the amount of new footage that we're likely to see, but also the event of it. Like, you know, like Ridley Scott's edit, you know, versions of Blade Runner were newsworthy, but they weren't events when they came out or anything like that. Right. Or, you know... Um, uh, who's another one I was just thinking of? I can't remember. But I mean, like you know, Lord of the Rings had the extended versions, which are really the definitive versions of that of those movies for fans yeah. of those. But again, like the like, it, it's it's definitely different. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because by all accounts, I mean this this is I expect the beats to be basically the same. You know, I think the plot's basically the right. same. It, but it feels like the the impression I'm getting is going to be more filled out. Um, you're going to have a lot more backstories for Flash and and Cyborg that get uh, that get um, yeah that we get, to, we get to see. And I think that's interesting. I'm actually super curious if if there's anything different with Batman because I thought that was I thought Batman's arc was not particularly well thought out or well fleshed out. Um, it didn't even ring. It didn't ring with much that we know from Batman, either from previous movies or just what we know of Batman in general. Like, it felt like he was just sort of getting the group together for reasons. Obviously, the reasons were clear about Superman and all that, but it didn't quite feel true to the character. And I think it could have made it work, but I, I'm hoping for more of a dark. Like, previous Batman movies are always good about showing the dark side of Batman. And this was a much more a purist Batman, I guess, you know, again, you're really thinking yeah. side, and I wonder if, I, and I'll be curious in this version, if there's any type of dark side other than his nightmares, you know? Yeah. I think or, it has or, more to do with like, yeah, the vision that he had or whatever, which is, <laughs> I know that, uh, DC probably doesn't want comparisons to Marvel, but it definitely has a little bit of a, uh, you know, what Iron Man saw after, uh, <laughs> after right. the Avengers first movie about, <laughs> right. the, you know, build a, uh, body of armor around the planet right you know and then in batman vs superman like batman was very was pretty dark you know, yes very dark movie. and um some said too dark um which i'm like yeah, you it was, know it was a it was a interesting i would say to to that movie's credit that was a new um or different take than than we'd seen in, in previous batman movies yeah and i'm I, you know again like we're gonna get so many i mean we're gonna get probably i don't know 20 Batman movies by the time we leave this earth, you know, so it's like, you can take a Batman movie and play around with it. You know, same thing with Superman. People are saying, oh, Superman would never do the things he did, you know? I'm like, eh, like, when you have that much power and you're, you know, vexed or whatever, it's possible. I mean, it's, and and I think it's 
cool to play around with that. Like, what if Superman was really dangerous? You know, what would you do? How would you, you know, how would you handle that? Well, so. I think I think that's why the um, Red Sun comic uh, or is is so popular. Yeah, where, uh, you know, it 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 posits the theory of what would happen if Superman, you know, landed in Soviet Union <laughs> right, instead right. of in the United States when he came to Earth from Krypton. Yeah, no, it's a great comic. And uh, yeah, so it's like, again, we know we're going to get this IP for a long time. And I'm just, if you keep Superman pure and innocent, you know, and never angry or anything like that, it's, you know, I, there's only so much you can do with that before it gets stale, you know? And um, right. and these expectations should get played with. You know, again, comics and, and comics always play with expectations as well. There's always different versions and, you know, different artists have different takes on it and movies, right. I think, you know, should be, should do the same. Uh, okay. I think, Oh, what, uh, one other thing for you before we get to see, don't see, um, we're going to get some dark side in this movie. The trailer yes. that very apparent dark side is a villain that has been clamored for, been excited about what's your take on, dark side being in this movie when he wasn't he was only referred to alluded to yeah he was only hinted at really yeah um i'm excited for it uh i don't i don't i'm not as uh well versed in in dc uh canon as i am with like marvel right um just because i gravitated toward marvel comic books when i was a kid and it's just kind of kind of stuck that way i mean i love the movies but i never never really dug into the batman superman comics right um yeah, Dark Darkseed is. Um, I'm, I'm, so I'm excited for that. I will say I'm I'm kind of feeling like I'm going to be very frustrated by this movie uh, for just like OCD reasons because it there's no closure at the end. It it, it ends on a cliffhanger. You know, it, it, like well, he, doesn't, spo- he doesn't. He doesn't spoiling that for me. Well, <laughs> Snyder Snyder has said that. Like he, he said, I was avoiding all spoilers, he, including from Zack Snyder himself. <laughs> He he said that uh, you know well sorry to spoil it for you but uh, he's been asked by in a couple interviews like if he if he you know knowing that he's not making another one of these movies if he if he changed the ending at all and he's he he's flat out has said no because that's not what the movie was intended to do so it's it's I'm, I'm not so sure he's made his last Justice League movie. Uh, everything I've read is pretty much the studio's moved on and he's I, moved on. I, I know, I know they have. I've it sounds, them. it sounds like it ended pretty acrimoniously. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I know. So. I, 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 just saying, if there was a way to bet on this, I put a little flyer bet that with a yeah, okay. results yeah. of this, if HBO Max subscriptions go through the roof, if everyone loves this, we might see a different out. We, we, we might, we might see. Yeah. So if, it, if it's, if it's. Right, yeah. So if it goes, if it does really well streaming, maybe they <laughs> decide to give them another shot or something. Yeah, yeah they weren't gonna. I mean, look, it's if this is good. I mean, we'll get to. I can't believe this is get good reviews. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, isn't that grading on a curve? Like, like the ultimate example of grading on the curve. I don't know. I have to see it for myself <laughs> to see. But yeah, that's. But it, it, let's say there's a scenario where the buzz is through the roof. H, everyone gets their HBO Max subscription to see well, by everyone. I mean, you know, a significant amount of people, you know, right. get their HBO Max to see this. Everyone's like, this movie is so much better than the Whedon version. If you know, it this this would have done twice as much revenue in the box office than in, than the Whedon cut did. You know, if that happens and people are psyched for Justice League Part Two, especially with the cliffhanger. You're telling me WB doesn't say write Zack Snyder a big check and say, "Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> Our bad." I mean, money always talks. Money always talks. Maybe, maybe. it's a low. Ch- it's like I'm not saying it's likely. You know, even if all those things hits, but it's, yeah, it's, I think it's. I mean, I just I I expect they would turn to either Patty Jenkins or James Gunn, who's doing the uh, second Suicide uh, Squad movie. Ah, uh, James Gunn. Uh, I'm just saying, they, I'm, I'm guessing they would turn to one of them before they would go back to to Snyder. So but, if they uh, if they go to James Gunn, I don't think they've learned any lessons from the Whedon cut. You know, because Gunn, yeah. Gunn, Gunn is perfect, I think, for Suicide Squad. I don't, I, he'd be totally wrong for... Right, because he has like Justin. a certain level of like irreverence that right, uh, correct. probably correct. wouldn't work with... You know, the Justice not. League. Yeah. yeah, but I know. But that's just to say, I don't. I definitely think they think about him. But if, they, but if again they did, 
if they went through with that, they didn't learn any lessons, in my opinion. But right. Patty Jenkins would be. I mean, look, she's a she's a good director. She did. She's done very well with Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. It would, it would it would they would not do wrong by by get, cutting her a blank check and saying here finish Justice League. But all right, well we'll see. Uh, let's get to see don't see. Uh, I should probably before we get into that, I should probably note that uh, you know our plan is to record this pod, but afterwards we're going to have Chris and Ben from Desperately Seeking Entertainment come in and do some touch ups to this episode. And replace about 75% of what we're talking about. So, how dare uh, they? A couple years from now, we'll come back and and put out the extra long extended (laughs) audio of this podcast. But, uh, yeah, let's get into uh, See, Don't See. See, Don't See. And do in honor of the Snyder Cut being four hours, we have an extra long See, Don't See. We have, I think, I counted 12 categories uh, that we're going to score based on. And for those of us joining, yeah, I'd also recommend, uh, even though we have bonus questions, I would also recommend that everyone at this point slow your listening down to half speed <laughs> so it sounds like we're doing this in slow motion. Exactly. In honor of, of Snyder. Uh, Mr. Snyder, yes. So for those of, those of us joining us for the first time, C&C is a way for us to quantify our interest in seeing the coming attractions. Uh, rather than just saying we're, we're very interested to see it or not, we're going to put a number to it. And we're going to see if Ken or myself is more excited uh, for this um, than the other. And we're going to see. I th- I'm going to guess who's going to be more excited for this uh, between the two of us. But we have to put in our answers and find out. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> Justice League franchise. All you know about the movie is a movie in the Justice League franchise. See or don't see? Uh, yeah, I'm probably at, uh, there's going to be a lot of, all of my, uh, positives are going to be very begrudging. So I'm going to say, <laughs> just because soft, I, soft, just one, because, soft two. Like, yeah, like I, I know myself and if I had, if the movie theaters were wide open, I would, I would not be able to resist going, but I would, there would be a lot of self-loathing involved in that. So I'm going to say a begrudging one. On begrudging. That. <laughs> a begrudging one. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I grew up on DC Comics. Uh, I, I still I, I still love the characters. I'm in three. I don't care how bad any of the previous movies were. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Superman, all you know is the movie stars Superman. See or don't see. Yeah, I, I guess I'm a little more positive on that. Although, given the track record of Superman movies in total, I probably shouldn't be. Um, but I'll, I'll say I'll say I'm a two on that one. Mm-hmm. So for me, it really depends what kind of Superman movie it is. Um, I'm pretty done with like either the origin story of it or just like yeah, a we general... never need a Superman origin story ever again, <laughs> or even just a purest Superman story. Like if they ever did a red sun adaptation, I would be like a 55, like a, mm. on the score, right. a purest one. I'm like a one very soft one, you know? So I guess I'd, I'll just put myself as a two after that as well, but it does depend. I have a very wide deviation depending mm. on what type of Superman it is. Batman. All you know is it's a Batman movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> much better track record. Uh, I know that there's a new Batman movie called The Batman uh, yep. in the can being worked on in, in post-production right now. Uh, I'm definitely going to go see that one when it comes out. Um, so I'm a three. I'm a three as well. Aquaman. All you know Aquaman. is... Aquaman. Yep, Aquaman. Yeah, that was a fun movie. That was a fun movie. My man, <laughs> James Wan. James Wan. Yeah, everybody. and uh, Momoa was one of the uh, bright spots, I think, of of Justice League. So yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to say, weirdly, I'm going to say it too. I think I'm a two as well. I was going to go three, but then it's like it, it, I would need to see the trailer to really get myself to a three. So I would say on average, it has to be a two. Uh, Wonder Woman. All you know is it's a Wonder Woman movie. Uh, if, if we're talking Wonder Woman after the first Wonder Woman, I'd be a three. If we're talking <laughs> now after Wonder Woman 84, uh, I'm going to knock that down to a two. Just because that movie was a little messy. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, I would agree. I, again, I'm a two. 
the flash all you know is the flash is featured in a movie see yeah so he was he was fine um brought a little bit of the comedic uh relief to justice league but uh you know uh didn't really move the needle for me but again you don't know who's playing flash could be yeah um i'm just gonna say zero zero yeah it doesn't move the needle I really, I think people with their superpower being really fast is probably one of the worst superpowers for movies because they just make them too damn fast. And it's just like, it's, how, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I always liked how they treat Quicksilver in the Age of Ultron. Like, he was fast, but not like absurdly, like, you're a god fast kind of thing where, <laughs> like, he could literally do anything he wanted. Like, no one could really beat him if he tried, you know, if he really worked on it. Like, he could basically, you know, uh, write the Declaration of Independence while, like, you know, someone's throwing a pen at him. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, that's absurd, you know? Right. Um, so, anyway. Uh, I'm I'm still... I, again, I like the DC characters. I'm a one. One on Flash. Cyborg. Cyborg. Um, yeah, I just uh, don't really know much about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a zero for me, too. Yeah, this one's a little... Yeah, I, I generally agree... This one's a little more puzzling a character. I, I I get what his general arc is, what it's supposed to be. <sighs> I mean, if I just know, like, if there's a cyborg standalone movie, I honestly can't say I'd be, like, that moved to see it. So, yeah, I, I'm a zero. It's here as well. Darkseed. All you know is Darkseed is the villain of the movie. See or don't see. It could be in any property. It could be Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Justice League, anything. Right. Uh, not having enough familiarity with the character, I can't go three, uh, but it definitely piques my interest. So I would say probably a one. Yeah, that's where I am as well. I, I can be honest, like Dark Seed's not even my, it's it's not, I don't know if he'd be, he's definitely not my favorite uh, Justice League villain. I'm not even sure he's in my top three, and I have to go through the list. So I'm like a very soft one on this. I th- he's a powerful villain, which makes him a good potential villain for Justice League. But you know, other than that, uh, I'm just a soft. How I'm does how soft does he uh, how does he compare to Thanos? Feels like there's a lot of overlap there. There is. Is he yeah. is he the DC Thanos? Basically, uh, and comic book nerds are probably kill me for that. For if I'm no, he's so much different. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> asking that as like, a, like just as a neophyte. Myself. Yeah, he's, he's but, a you know, just like worlds. trying yeah, to I get mean, like a uh, you know my bearings in the DC <laughs> universe, right. so to speak. Yeah, basically, again, like Fine. big destructor of worlds. He's got you know, the, I mean, his big power is like the the laser beams that bend that can bend in any direction he wants. Okay. You know, kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, we'll see what the Zack Snyder interpretation of him is. I, I think there are more. I'll get to it. There's one I'll get to in bonus questions that I really want to see. A villain I would love to see more, more so than um, than Darkseed. But, again, again, very powerful, very destructive, bent on destroying and conquering everything. You know, so that's basically your flavor. Uh, Zack Snyder, all you know is he's directing a movie. You don't know what kind of movie it is. You don't even know what it is. It's just directed by Zack Snyder. It's all you know. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. I'm I'm tempted to go negative, but at the same time, I've seen pretty much all of his movies in the theater except for <laughs> the Owl movie. Oh yeah. Oh, so man. I guess I'm a a one. Wow, you're soft pedaling on me, Ken. You're you in in our prep. You're all like. You're like I. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's a very unenthusiastic again begrudging one. Just because I know myself, and I'm probably going to go see it, uh, and I'm probably going to have a tough time with it. <laughs> it's not going to sit well with me. So, again, as I'm not allowed to say this, but I would say, if I, as long as I knew that the movie fit his brand, I would be not a strong three, but a soft three. I would be a three. Mm. It's possibility he could branch out. If like he does anything not in his brand, I'm kind of out. I would be yeah. probably be out. But uh, so I, I'll like a wide variance kind of thing. Like yeah, the, strong. Yeah. Oh, two. I get that. I'll, I'll get a very strong two on that. Okay. Uh, all you know about the movie, it's a four-hour movie. That's all. That's all you know. That's all you know about the movie. Oh, it's four man. hours long. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> in some ways, that's kind of my jam. <laughs> 
All right, put you down for a three I, on that one. I, yeah, you know, I, I kind of dig like long movies. Uh, I, sometimes I got to be in the right mood for them, but uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with the two on that one. So, what about that? Was there a Swedish movie that's like 24 hours long? There is. Yeah, yeah, maybe 12 hours or something, but uh, I have not seen that. Oh, okay. Well, no. you, better, you better get right on. That. Uh, a four-hour movie. You're probably uh, a negative on that one. Irishman was three and a half, right? Three and a half hours. Yeah, I, did, I think so. I did enjoy Irishman. I did enjoy the runtime on that. It kind of fit the movie to be that long. Um, but again, not knowing anything about the movie is four hours. Yeah, that's a it's a very again. This is a very there's a deviation on this, but yeah, minus one. But yeah, I got really excited because I gotta say, like, it's interesting you say deviation because if you think about it, like, a director getting the ability having the capability and the permission basically to make a four hour movie like (laughs) that's got to be that feels like for me it should be reserved for like only certain directors right (laughs) and and call me crazy but Zack snyder does not qualify (laughs) in in my book martin scorsese yes well Uh, yes peter jackson in middle earth yeah yeah um yeah, not not Zack Snyder. The irony of my minus one rating is a Zack Snyder four hour movie. I'm a plus three. I'm a plus three. <laughs> Just give it to me. Give me give me an eight hour version of it, please. Yeah. Give, it, give it to me. But that's uh, that's I not mean, the question. Usually, you, you hear like a, a three and a half four hour movie. You're talking about like some of like um, you know Doctor Zhivago or, or Gone <laughs> right. with the Wind and and right. stuff like that. You know, like these yeah. Ten Commandments, like these big sweeping epics or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the directors that that are attached to those movies, just uh, you know, it, it feels mm-hmm. it feels like a one of these things is not like the others kind <laughs> right. of situation. So all, uh, next, uh, all you know about the movie is it's a different director's cut of a movie that's already been released. That's all you know mm-hmm. about the movie. You don't know what the movie is. You don't know who the directors are. It's just a different director cut. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm a three on that. And just to, to give you an example, uh, I, I, I special ordered a limited edition uh, extended version of the movie Midsommar okay. uh, <laughs> that has like an extra 42 minutes or something like that. Just to, That's not a different director. Just to right? own it. No, it's the it's, it's same director, but it's, okay. yeah. it's an extended version of the movie. Are you talking about a new director? or New director. Yeah. New, di- new director. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's a little slightly different. Okay, I would say two just because I'm I would be intrigued. Yeah, I'm a three because I think it's very educational. I think it, it yeah. can really show the movie going audience the power of the director, right? It's it's right. you could say same script, you know, uh, but yet two different directors, and you get two different see you're going to get two different movies, right? Yeah. Two different visions, two different movies, and that's why directors are really important. That's why when you see a movie IP come out. And you find out who the director is, it's a big deal, you know. And, and people know that instinctually, but I think when you can really see what it, you know, the the differences, um, and you can re- and then you can have fun conversations like, well, what if this director did this property? How would this look? Then it's really meaningful because you know it can make a difference. So, uh, all right, I think I have one more. Okay, um, movies where they bring a character back to life in the movie. So that's all you know about the movie. It's a resurrection plot. Um, I mean, the obvious example is Star Trek Three. Uh, yeah. Been, you know, Spock back. That's I mean, the, that's in the movie title, "The Search for Spock." You knew Search he was for coming. Spock. <laughs> um, and this one, you knew by the ending of Batman versus Superman, Superman was coming back, and they didn't. Right. I don't think they directly referenced it in the trailer, but and he, Superman's not in the poster, but it's like you knew he was coming. I mean, you knew yeah. he was coming back. So yeah. Uh, um... I can't. I can't go a full three because I'm sure there's plenty of times where that feels like a cheat, <laughs> right? Um, and just like a like a like a cop out kind of right. like cheap uh, like contrivance kind of thing. Um, yeah. There's a lot of times where you know, oh, the character. You, you always say to yourself like that character isn't probably totally dead or gone for good. So I, I guess. Uh, uh, one or two, one or two. I'll go. I'll go with the one. Okay. I am 
a minus, uh, mainly because I like death to be final in movies, and yeah. I just don't like when it it's cheapens not it. final. It does yeah. cheapen it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm... Again, there could be some... Reser- like, I actually... So, I didn't even think about this when I wrote this. I really love it when it's a villain they're trying to bring back to life, but I don't oh. really like it when it's a hero they're trying to bring back to life. So mm. I'm not sure where that puts me. Uh, probably a zero, to be <laughs> fair. Um, but... Probably it sounds like you're a, a kind of a villain. <laughs> that, well, you that's know where, me. That's where it puts you. I'm very proud of my top ten villain <laughs> rankings of all time. But okay, what do we got here? Okay, Ken, you have a 17 out of 12 categories. Okay. And I have an 18 out of, out of oh. 12 categories. I nudged you out by one. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a bigger gap than that, to be honest. Do you uh, think you this... were gonna be? Did you think you were gonna be ahead of me? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I thought I was gonna trounce you, yeah. But no, you surprised <laughs> me. You surprised me in this one. You soft pedaled. You soft pedaled. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's bang through some bonus questions real quick. Uh, right. Number one, this bonus question is more for me than you, I think, based on what you know about DC. But what if if Brainiac was the villain instead of Darkseid? Would that make you more or less excited uh, about the movie? Not knowing enough about either one of them, I'm probably m- slightly more interested in Darkseed than Brainiac, but uh, Brainiac is a Superman villain that has not appeared in a Superman movie live action yet, so mm-hmm. that would be... Well, I mean, neither is Darkseed. For, Correct. So, so either one of them, yeah, would be would be a, would be a positive, I guess. Yeah, I But like- slightly more Darkseed than... Brainiac. Okay, yeah, I I would be more excited for Brainiac for one main reason. Again, it's very tough to beat Justice League just with your with your strength and superpowers alone because between the five of them, they have every superpower you could possibly want. Uh, but Brainiac is a good villain in that. Again, he's very smart. He's one of the smartest villains there are, and and that's always the villains I've given Superman in particular, but also other DC villains the most trouble is when they fall into traps. Dumb. <laughs> it's that's it's his one non superpower. Let's just say that. <laughs> but no, it's you know they they set traps or they they set various things that can trip him up. You know where right. where the superpowers can't save him and stuff. So I'm waiting for that kind of villain to sort of pop up next because I think we know I, I, we saw it with Steppenwolf. You know, and we would see see it eventually with Dark Sea. It's just going to be a CGI fest. You know, superpowers were superpowers. There's some yeah. fun in that. There's some fun in that, but. It's maybe this is just me and my, how I'm partial to problem solving movies that feature problem solving. But I think when the jet when the suit when the DC superheroes have to figure out how to outwit one of the smartest, you know, brainiest villains that you know in DC lore, that's where that's I I, I really like that aspect of it. Right. Next one. Uh, what if Green Lantern was more prominently involved in Justice League? Uh, is it going to be Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse. <laughs> I think there's zero chance of that happening. Um, yeah, Green Lantern. Um, yeah, I guess I'd be slightly more interested. Bring them all in. Why not? Yeah, me too. Um, lastly, I actually just spoiled this. Uh, what if there's a multiverse angle uh, to this movie? Like if a Christian Bale's Batman or Michael Keaton's Batman was involved or Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern, you know, just uh, maybe um, what's her name? The Wonder Woman from the TV show. I'm blanking on her name. <laughs> uh, you know, just what if they were, you know, somehow got wrapped involved in all this, uh, would you be more? Yeah, or less I'd probably <laughs> less interested um, just because I feel like we're on the verge of a lot of multiverse <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, coming into movies, yeah. Over the next like over the next decade, so right, right. Kind of, I'm okay with staving that off a little bit longer. Okay, uh, me too. I agree. Uh, okay, let's. So it turns out, let's get to Rotten Tomato review, and it turns out this movie might be good. Yeah. <laughs> After who knew months, months of antip- anticipation that this is going to be a train wreck, uh, which you know you predicted. I was generally in line with that prediction. Um, right now, we are at about seventy-five uh, percent Rotten Tomato score. Action! Excuse me, we're up I to got 70, seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight percent <laughs> with one hundred and twenty reviews. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, let's we, we'll start with a positive one. 
uh, from Rohan Patel, comicbookmovie.com. Zack Snyder's Justice League is the legit definition of a superhero blockbuster with career best work from Snyder. This is the really? movie we deserved four years ago, and I'm sincerely happy it's here with us now. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, from Nick Schrager, The Daily Beast, everything the Snyder faithful hoped it would be and a vast improvement over its 2017 theatrical version. Um, another positive one, but a little bit more tepid, from Mick LaSalle from San Francisco Chronicle. Zack Snyder's Justice League may not be a great film, but it has the madness, strangeness, and obsessiveness of a real work of art. I mean, these are these are much better reviews than I ever would have predicted. Right. These are, even, like, even if it was a 30% <clears throat> review, I would not have guessed the 30% positive reviews to be this good. You know, so you know, we'll have to All see right. for ourselves and maybe maybe again, low expectations, you know, we'll see. Can, can uh, I give you one negative review? Sure, please not do. To be, not to be that guy, but because uh, <laughs> I, I am genuinely interested in seeing this movie. Right. Um, so David Ehrlich, uh, which I believe writes for... I don't remember what he writes for, but anyways, uh, this is what he says. Uh, the first hour actually made me appreciate what Snyder was going for. The second and third hours reaffirmed just how misguided it was for <laughs> anyone... To make a Justice League movie without setting up the Flash, real bad, and Cyborg, real bad, and Aquaman, my man. Uh, and the fourth hour is the superhero movie fan service equivalent of the, this is my favorite part, of the fox from Antichrist eating itself alive in real time. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> when chaos reigns, it pours. Just inject this all in my veins. I cannot wait for Thursday. Uh, I just, I'm gonna be all over this. It's I don't just, care if I'm up all night. I yeah. might watch it twice. Be up all night, watch it twice. Just it's just coming out it. Thursday. Yes, correct. Yeah. Thank God. Is there because I'm traveling Friday and I would not be able to watch ah. it on Sunday. So yeah, Thank yeah. God so better. whether it's good or bad or a little bit of everything. It's going to have everything. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's going to be a lot. I mean, look, I can't believe I'm saying this when it's up against the first night of March Madness tournament. But, yeah, I, I'm going to be there oh, watching yeah. Zack Snyder. Oh, wow. yeah, no head to head, yeah. I'm choosing Zack Snyder. The yeah. other thing we haven't talked about, and I don't know how much you care about this, but uh, the movie's not in widescreen. It's it's in, the, it's in yeah. the box 4 by or 4 by 3 format. Yeah, uh, you're right. I don't. I, I mean, I need to see it because I can't. I I can see it in my head, but I need to see how it looks on. You know, yeah, it's just it's gonna the be TV. Yeah, right. you know. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. And apparently, yeah. that's the way he wanted to to shoot it and and do it. He wanted to. He, he this is you know unfiltered, un un uh, you know unencumbered. This is what he wanted. So right, better or worse. Uh, Let's finish off uh, with guessing if this was released in a theater, full. Let's say <laughs> full full rollout. Theater's so we're talking about up. we're talking about the the Whedon version already came out. Yep. And now this one's coming out four yep. years later. Yep. What would the opening weekend be? With keeping oh, in man. mind, Batman versus Superman did 166, and Justice League did 93. Yeah, and, I think it and. Keep in mind, this is a four-hour movie, which means less show times. Yeah, so right. that affects you know opening weekend and stuff. So I, I think it ends up closer to the one sixty-six than the ninety-three. Um, I just because people have been clamoring for it for <laughs> years. So yeah, I, I think this would be the most front-loaded weekend I think we've ever probably. Seen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like when they released the special edition Star Wars movies <laughs> in like nineteen ninety-seven. Well, that's you know. a pretty right. That's a pretty good proxy. I didn't even think of yeah. that. Yeah, like the first happened. one, A New Hope was huge. Yes, and then yes. you know, Return or Empire Strikes Back came out like I don't know, however many months later, didn't do as much. And then Return of the Jedi also didn't do much. Right, uh, but yeah, that, that was also front loaded. Yeah, and it's funny. Like if this is truly new footage, like two hours of new footage, like that's the one thing that could get the lay person to like, oh, well, this is yeah. like a new movie, then, you know, I'll go see it. Otherwise, you're not getting the lay person to see a movie that's just like a recut or 10 extra minutes, 20 extra right. minutes, whatever. Right, right. Unless it's Star Wars. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. We went. Uh, it's crazy how that's... There needs to be like a 30 for 30 or some type of podcast series about 
that reissue and how bananas. Oh like, man, I remember that. That was a huge deal. Yes, I went to see all three of those movies yep. the first night in theater. We waited in line to get tickets yeah. for it. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> a movie that had been out for twenty years, <laughs> but it had new CGI special effects <laughs> and like two scenes, like each. Movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, anyway, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, hope, folks, hope you had fun. Um, when you uh, so you can check us out. Uh, we do have a Twitter account. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, I, I shouldn't say check our check out on screen uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can see our Twitter account. We do have a uh, Twitter account for the podcast. Uh, what is it, Ken? I for, I uh, on stage, Bop, I believe. On stage, Bop. That's right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter on stage Bop. You can also follow me on Twitter at Greggy three three three. Ken, you can follow at Ken Jones eighty one. Uh, check out onstageblog.com, uh, of course. Ken, you write there on occasion, don't you? Yes. <laughs> uh, you have any reviews coming out uh, this week? Are you reviewing? Yes. <laughs> Would you yes. like to tell us what you're reviewing? Uh, or are we gonna guess? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. And, and review that. Okay. Gotta get back uh, in the swing of things. <laughs> very good. Very good. So our next episode is going to be in two weeks uh, when we will preview Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, can't wait for that one as well. Let them fight. <laughs> Let them fight. Uh, so we'll have that in two weeks. Again, we'll be on an intermittent schedule until hopefully we're back in a regular schedule starting in May uh, for Black Widow uh, when that returns. Uh, otherwise, otherwise uh, that wraps up this week. Um we do have an email on stagebop at gmail.com. Any feedback, uh, good or bad, please give us some ratings, uh, good ratings only, on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your Apple podcasts. Check out onstagebop.com for all of our content. And uh, I think that's enough plugs uh, for now. Uh, Ken, any last words? Yes, uh, in honor of Zack Snyder's four-hour movie and not believing that he needs an editor, apparently, <laughs> tonight's podcast will be completely unedited as well. <laughs> Very good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time in two weeks. Adios.